Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the true story of a New York City boy with big town hopes and small neighborhood dreams of becoming BFFs with the Real Housewives and other Bravo celebrities. Then, one day, that dream actually came true. Let me take you behind the velvet rope. Welcome back to our part two sit down with legend Lady Bunny. We're about to talk more about Drag Race, RuPaul, Lady Bunny's friend, Andy Cohn. If you haven't heard part one, though, tune into part one where we talk about Bunny's background, the New York nightlife, club kids, what it was like back in the 80s, how she met RuPaul, the origins of Drag Race. And now part two. What about Drag Race? Like, there were all the Drag Race girls there. Are you shocked at, like, how kind of, like, how big a thing Drag Race has come, become? Well, no. I mean, I think drag queens are entertaining. That's why why I became one. (laughs) They are entertaining. I mean, mean, do you think Drag Race is good for the, like, drag community in general? Well, uh, it's good for the queens that get on it. Yes. I mean, okay, so let me rephrase that. Like, do you think... I mean, I have benefited from going on these huge tours with drag race queens. And, you know, I guess they include me because they refer to me on the show or I make a guest appearance or I'm known as Rue's, you know, crazy sister uh, (laughs) or or, or whatever, but, or Rue will joke about me or whatever. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's been thrilling to go to the, these enormous theaters in Glasgow to, you know, Singapore and uh, it's definitely created a, a demand for drag, but not if you aren't on the show or have a connection with it the way that I do. So one thing that is very, very curious is that there are drag fans, unquote, who would not know a drag queen in their own city. They only know drag race. Right. And then is that a good thing or a bad thing or well, no, not, it's, it's neither? Not, it's not a, no, it's not a good thing for the regular queens because they, um, they see the drag race queens come through and scoop up gigs, which, you know, right. earn them a, a fortune. And meanwhile, the clubs, you know, are, uh, you know, closing down. I mean, some of the clubs can't even afford the, uh, the drag race girls fee car- charging a cover charge. So, you know, it, it and, and so they hit upon the idea of having, you know, drag race viewing parties because then you can have a, 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 a the draw of the show and watching it with your community. And uh, but, you know, some of them can't afford to hire the bigger drag race queen. I mean, unless they had some sort of sponsorship, they would go broke 
paying their fees. So a lot of, um, a, a lot of, uh, uh, there, I mean, there, there, there is resentment within uh, some of the drag community that does not get onto the show because they can say, well, why was I not picked? I'm right. pretty, or I'm a good performer, or I've done all the AIDS benefits or gay marriage benefits. You know, why have they overlooked me? Um, you know, and, 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 and the real deal is that a lot of times the cast of Drag Race is not chosen because they're good performers. So if you're a, a, just a, a drag queen who's made a name for herself by having great, you know, performances, and you see people on Drag Race who look like they've never performed before, well, that's obviously, that, that, that underlines the fact that you may not have, you may not be able to pay your bills unless you get on Drag Race. Right. And, and, and Drag Race focuses on the look almost as much as the performance. So, um, I mean, you know, the, 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 in fact, you only perform on Drag Race if you lose all these challenges. So the performance aspect of it is uh, downplayed on Drag Race. The walking down a runway in different looks, which a lot of average drag queens cannot afford. They can't afford lace front wigs. They can't afford custom-made costumes. But they can do their own makeup with drugstore makeup and come and rip the shit out of a, you know, a, of a lip sync number. And, you know, and, and I, 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 as someone who, I, I, I like to see talent. So if you've spent three hours on your makeup, um, and you walk out onto the stage and you're boring, I would rather see the one who is not famous, who can really tear it up. And I do not mean to imply that uh, drag race queens are not good performers. Many are great performers. S plenty are good performers. But in every season, there are some who any queen who's in the business is sitting there thinking, why are they on there? And they ignored my, you know, audition tape. Is it because they're cute as a guy? Is it because they, you know, I mean, you know yeah. I mean, as, as Bianca once said of Pearl, uh, who was on a few seasons ago, it doesn't say much about your drag if the best thing you can say about it is that you look better out of drag. Do you think that is part of it too? Like you're cute as a boy, so we'll take you. You think that plays into it? Well, if it is, that's a kind of a new thing because typically the gay community has liked drag queens as entertainers, but shunned them as sexual partners because most gay men are looking for masculine, uh, men so you know this may be changing with the gender and pronoun explosion where we're more accepting of a man who is feminine who does drag but honey once i picked up a man uh as a boy and we had sex for years and then i would hide all the drag and and then one day he came over and we were having sex and he noticed a wig and was like what the fuck and got out then i'd pass him on the street he would never even look my way again so i mean there is a huge stigma attached to being a drag queen 
uh, within the gay community when they are sizing you up as sexual partners, which is why some, you know, drag queens will experiment with, you know, as I did with, you know, straight or bi guys, um, you know, who they can, you know, attract in drag. Wow. And that, that happened to you where someone saw a wig after like years and was like, oh, no, no, uh, this, is, a... this is very, very uh, common. Wow. Even if you look, and I'm not saying this is the case with me, um, but even if you looked sexy out of drag as a boy, right. you would be shunned. Also, it was very rare for drag queens to date each other. But now we've seen Brooklyn and Vanjie date each other. And now we've seen, uh, um, uh, well, not maybe not publicly, but Jinx and Ben used to date. And also uh, Sharon and Alaska. So, you know, maybe the gender explosion is, is teaching us to not look down on men who are perceived as feminine. But, right. but men who are perceived as feminine have traditionally been accepted as entertainment but shunned by the mask for mask crowd. In other words, dating apps will say I'm masculine and I'm looking for masculine. Yeah. But you know, that's fine with me because, you know, it's like, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, if, if, if you put on your drag, honey, you can meet some bisexual or undecided men who are extremely masculine. <laughs> uh yeah extremely sexual uh, i mean extremely sexy so you know um and you know maybe they're experimenting but honey it sure does feel good i mean that pro they're probably not going to take you home to introduce you to their family for the holidays but sometimes uh, that's just okay now <laughs> isn't it oh it's better than okay but yeah some, <laughs> but no but but i would agree with you i think you know there's this Everyone wants to be best friends with a drag queen, but no one wants to fuck them. But I, I do think that's changing. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, think. I, I would hope so. I mean, that's yeah. what non-binary means is that I have elements of feminine and elements of masculine. And, right. you know, we've, we've been seeing this since the metrosexual, where it was okay for the straight guy to, you know, watch Queer Eye for the straight guy or to um, experiment with grooming products, you know, and stuff like that. So, um, you know, it's, 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 it's a slow thing, but, you know, it's the, the old-fashioned way to look at it is men are men and women are women. And this is what religious people would tell you who don't want, you know, uh, you know, trans rights or, 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 or they say it's Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve, you know, so right. this is this is all based on stuff that's very um, old fashioned and traditional. And yeah. I don't mind the change, but I will also say this. I yeah. heard a drag queen who was attractive as a man bitching about how gay guys did not want to screw him. Even when they met out, uh, I mean, even when they, they 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 met out of drag and then they found out about the drag later listen Re like this is recently too like this is um no this isn't recently but as soon as i heard her complaining about it i knew that we have the right to go with whoever we are turned on by as long as it's legal <laughs> You know, yes. um, you know, I mean, so if you, if you like masculine men, as I do, like, I'm not going to date 
a feminine guy, not because I um, have anything against him. I'm a drag queen. And that's what a lot of my friends are. You know, the ones who aren't trans people. So It's sandal season. Look, everyone always gets excited for sandal season. The weather is warmer, but I wear sandals year round. And now you can too, thanks to Crocs. With the new Crocs style sandals, you can embrace those feel-good summer vibes all year long. I love Crocs sandals, not just because they're stylish, but because they're so comfortable. And when I'm comfortable, I feel I can do anything. They have new Miami sandals and Brooklyn sandals, but my absolute favorite are their getaway sandals. They are so soft. Off, light and thin. It literally feels like I don't have any shoes on at all. There's a cushiony soft footbed and it honestly feels like I'm walking on clouds. Style-wise, they go with anything and everything and I can wear them anywhere no matter how casual or a more formal event. You have to check out the getaway sandals and all of their sandals come in such a variety of colors so you can match with any outfit. Right now, get 20% off your next purchase at crocs.com. Just use the code sandals20 at checkout. That's sandals20 at crocs.com for 20% off your purchase. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Hey guys, I need to tell you about something which has made my life so much easier. It's called HelloFresh. And with HelloFresh, you get pre-measured ingredients and amazing mouth-watering recipes delivered right to your front door. It's that simple. You get a recipe and everything you need for that recipe is delivered along with that recipe and it's pre-measured. So it takes the stress and the thought and the planning of meals and it throws it out the window. Everything you need, you get from HelloFresh. You just follow the recipe and voila, you have a meal on your table in no more than 30 minutes. Some meals take a lot less even to prepare. And what I love about it is anyone that knows me knows I hate going to the grocery store. This eliminates all those trips to the grocery store. So home cooking, which I used to dread, is now for me fun and easy and it's affordable. You get a minimum of 23 recipes a week. And the thing is the recipes, and everyone who knows me also knows that I have a very short attention span. The recipes are a huge variety of flavors and ingredients and cuisines. So last night, I didn't know what to make. I made the chicken tikka marsala. And the night before, I had the pork carnita tacos. So literally, you're eating Mexican one night, Indian the next night. You could literally have different meals and cuisines every single night. It's amazing. This has changed my life. You guys really have to try this. So here's the thing. Because you're listening to this podcast, you can go to hellofresh.com slash 10velvet and use the code 10velvet for 10 free meals. Let me just repeat that. 10 free meals, including free shipping. So that's right. Because you're listening, go to hellofresh.com. That's hellofresh.com slash 10 velvet. Hellofresh.com slash 10 velvet. Then use the code 10 velvet. That's it. You will get 10 free 
meals. I can't even believe I'm saying that. Plus free shipping. You guys have to try this. I guarantee you're going to love the food. It's so easy. We're all so busy these days. This will this will be a game changer. Listen, don't take my word for it. It's America's number one meal kit. So you don't get to be America's number one meal kit unless you're doing something right. HelloFresh.com slash 10Velvet. Use code 10Velvet for 10 free meals, including free shipping. And DM me after you try it and let me know if this really is a game changer as much for you as it has been for me. Uh, you know, it's, it, you, you, you cannot tell someone what arouses them. If it arouses them, it arouses them. And you like masculine guys. I mean, you know, I mean, yeah, I, I, I completely. <laughs> you could say yes. No, no, no. Oh, 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 I do. I mean, you know, I had a funny exchange with the editor about magazine who interviewed me when Wig came out. And I'm trying to remember exactly how he phrased this, but um, he said something about um, <laughs> uh, did did I not, you know, like, you know, feminine guys? And I said, you know, no, I don't. And his attitude was kind of like this, you know, very kind of like I'm woke kind of thing yeah. where it's, it's like, oh, cisgendered, you know, males and, you know, da, 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 da. And you're, you're, you're less than, you're, you know, you're, you're not as important as trans women of color, you know, and you've got all the privilege of you, the, the white male and the, the cisgendered male. And while there's truth that, that cisgendered white males have privilege, um, I don't, ever want to be part of i can support trans and gay rights without bashing straight men now call them out on their toxicity when they rape or you know i think the military is quite toxic to be honest because you're bombing countries that didn't attack us but i i think that um your movement is going nowhere i don't care what flag you're waving if you are actively bashing half of the population because they don't they're cisgendered which basically means they're straight basically means they were they were born a man and they don't have any intention of changing their sex which is what 99 percent of of men and you know one thing i really uh had a, a funny and cute kind of moment or two during the pandemic is so when it first hit, I was scared. I'd been traveling internationally, you know, doing a tour. Uh, and, you know, we got home and everything, you know, locked down. And like everyone, I was having stuff delivered. Stores were not open. And you know what I really enjoyed is dealing with the straight men who were coming with the deliveries. Because it was a tense situation. We didn't know at that point they were saying that the virus can live on surfaces for uh, three weeks. And so we didn't know, am I passing, you know, virus to this person? I mean, while I'm getting my groceries delivered or, or, you know, do I have to keep them out in the hall and spray them with Clorox stuff? And, and, and I just tried to make sure that every one of the straight guys that was doing the deliveries, there's also a, a butch lesbian who does them, and I, I treat them the same way. I tried to treat them like, you know what? You may not exactly understand what I am as a kind of like a femme 
uh, off-duty drag queen with long hair. But you know what? We're in a tough time, and I'm sure I'm going to say thank you and and show you my southern manners and and be glad that you're brave enough to do a job that I could not do. And, and, they, nice. they, and they really responded, even though I'm probably not the first person, you know, who they're going to gravitate to on Instagram, whether I'm in or out of drag. They just felt like this is someone decent. And then and that brought out the decency in them. I like this story. So, you know, I mean, it's the same thing that happened to, with me one night when this is before the pandemic. I ran late to work to jump into a cab, shut the door. Suddenly there was a commotion outside. There was an old woman and her husband. Uh, there were a couple of black kids and one or two other people. And they were all making a commotion trying to get my attention. Well, I had slammed my long dress in the cab door. So my first instinct was to think, Oh my God, what is about to happen? Some kind of hate crime. And then I thought, no, actually, that's what you thought might be happening because you're not dumb and you've been through these experiences before. But actually, they just saw you and saw a person who, whatever they thought your pronoun was, they didn't want your dress to drag on the dirty New York street. <laughs> Right. And I thought that that was a, I thought that was an example of humanity. And, you know, we're in a very divided time. And uh, to be honest with you, I don't agree much with Republicans or Democrats, but um, we can recognize the humanity in each other. Yeah, I, 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 I agree with that. And it's just like all, I mean, it kind of ties into like what's goes on, on online, like all the online hate you know, not even political, just, well, like, did you ever get any of that? Like, are you, do you get a lot of online hate and comments on your Instagram? Um, you know, I mean, some I mean, everyone I, does. That's, well, you're in Chelsea and I'm in the village. Let's get together now and start this crusade for a better America. <laughs> listen, kidding, li <laughs> Lady Bunny for president. I think that's why a lot of people now are turning to, you know, like, drag queens podcast like tv like i think people are looking for an escape a lot just because i think they're so overwhelmed with like the news and what's going on you know like it's good to be informed but i think a lot of people need that out at the end of the day as well they do they do need it we kind of do have a lot to deal with what are you doing like how are you affected by covid like how is like the drag you know because like you said you were told Guys, you know how important I think it is to keep your body in shape. But let me tell you, it's also important to keep your mind sharp. And I've been leveling up my focus with Word Forest. Word Forest is a new game and it's a puzzle app and it's free. My favorite word. Word Forest is an app and it's really, it's made for word search addicts like me. And I'm sure like most of you, you can connect letters in any direction to form hidden word matches. It is over 2000 levels. So you never get bored playing and it starts easy, but the longer you play, the harder it gets, the better you get. It's fun. You can find as many words as possible to earn bonus coins and uncover 
hidden words. It's relaxing. It's a great way to grow your vocabulary. So put yourself to the test in this fun and addicting brain game. And right now, Word Forest is offering 2,500 coins and 500 gems when you download and play. Guys, I have been freaking playing for days. I love that it challenges you and there's so many words and you, you really come up with words you haven't used in years. It's really fun. So stop. Listen, if I can put down the Instagram and scrolling through social media, so can you. This keeps your mind sharp. Just go to Apple or Google store and search for Word Forest. Download Word Forest for free today. That's right. Go to Apple or Google store, search for Word Forest and download it for free. And guess what? You'll be thanking me later. Boring and working. Like, what are you doing now? Like, there's nothing open. Yes. I mean, I, I put out a uh, COVID-themed comedy special in June called Contagious. I saw that. I and saw that. That was, that was something. <laughs> thank you for tuning in. That was, uh, um, uh, you know, a, a, a generated income. I performed a short set for the Palm Springs Comedy Festival, the Boulder, Colorado Comedy Festival, and um, something for Amazon Prime. But basically, uh, with with clubs closing, I've also done a couple things with a drive-in um, with the, the Drag Race Girls at Halloween and in July when it was 99 degrees and honey. You should have seen that dripping makeup and that I'm, was, that I'm was sure. tragic. <laughs> but basically, if you're not performing online, you're not performing. I mean, there are some right. states that are open. So, um, you know, maybe they have precautions, maybe they don't. But honestly, I just, I, I'm going to try to stick to online stuff. So listen, it's a tough time. And like you say, we do need escapism. And we also need things that soothe us and amuse us yeah and 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 a lot of time have taken a lot of people have taken the covid hours the many many months uh to um you know reflect and i spoke to one uh, very popular drag queen i won't use her name uh because i don't know if this is a personal thing but she said i took every job i was offered for you know 10 years and now that I haven't had to work, I mean, not that she's rich, but now that she hasn't had to work every, you know, always grab a suitcase and go somewhere. She realizes that she's not going to take every gig when she gets back to work because she needs to spend, as she has been doing since COVID, more time with her boyfriend, more time with her family, more time with her friends. And, um, you know, I, I, I do think that's important. I, I, I take issue with people who say, I mean, they sound kind of dippy when they say, oh, COVID has been wonderful. I've been learning Spanish and da, 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 da. Because right. that, that means that their bills are paid. Right. So we are going to see, uh, and I've said this since the beginning, we are going to see people who can work from home or who are financially secure we're going to see them shame people who are forced to reintegrate themselves into the workforce right. as, as the regulations um, are relaxed. And I mean, to be honest with you, I don't see I, my, my work is a DJ and I perform. I don't see rooms full of packed d dance floors or um, 
or, or uh, audiences. I mean, Broadway's not reopening until June and who knows what kind of filter system right. they're going to have. Who knows how far the seats will have to be from each other. Who knows if it will even be June because they pushed the date back so many times. Exactly. You know, I think we may be at the beginning of this. So, um, I mean, I have enjoyed putting on these online performances because I miss working and, and obviously right. having income, um, but I also miss interacting with fans and seeing if they like what I do and, uh, you know, stuff like that. So I have a Christmas show coming up on Voss events, which does a lot of the drag race stuff um, yes. on December 4th and uh, have this thing I'm doing now with Bianca called the hateful hags network. Yeah. Which tell is, us about that. If, if you're, if you're, you wouldn't tell from, from the rant that I went on just a minute ago, that I'm sick of politics, but you know, it's, it's a very lighthearted, very well, not lighthearted. It's kind of mean spirited at times, but it's dishy and it's a gossipy look at the world of uh, all stars Five from Drag Race and season 12 of Drag Race, Drag Race Canada, Drag Race UK, and a little bit of dish on uh, Rue's show, AJ and the Queen. So, oh, I love it. Bianca is an insult comedian like no other. And, you know, she and I sat around uh, writing jokes and uh, decided that we would do like this fake news with fake boobs and fake lashes. Oh, my God. Um, I love you it. Know, format. So it's like it's really just like an hour of reading everyone from ourselves to, you know, each other uh, to, to to the other our, our, our drag sisters and, um, you know. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty, it's, it's, I think it's a scream. It's got I a mean, good response. Well, you and Bianca together, honey, I don't know how that's not going to be phenomenal. Yeah. And I mean, it's New York it's, girl. It's, so, I mean, I, I'm biased. Well, she was in Palm Springs, so she lives there now. So it's, it was oh, a little wow. bit of a challenge, um, to, you know, do the green screen with me here and her there. And um, it was, I mean, it was like, it was was like just when we were getting our groove with the script, the internet, the studio that I was in cut out, which meant that we, so look, but you know, I've had to, you know, to buy lighting equipment and buy um, uh, green screens and pay editors and rent studios and, you know, so I'm as as long as you know it generates income and I'm not losing money, I, I enjoy it. I mean, hey, you adapt or you die. Seriously, do you think now, like with baby drags that are coming up, like do you think queens now like have to go the drag race route to kind of get to where you are? You know, like it's a different world. You know, it's kind of like what we were discussing before. Like, do you think you have to go on drag race? And if you don't, do you think that's like a misconception? that drag queens starting out think that's like, it's either drag race or bust. Well, I mean, when, when you are a working drag queen with an established career and you've submitted your tape seven, eight, nine times, right. You know, and, and been rejected, of course you feel despair. Right. Of course you do. I mean, this, let's, let's not, let's not even pretend. I mean, then some will, will get on after their eight, you know, try, um, you know, and I, I consoled a popular queen from Brooklyn who would, you know, posted something saying that, uh, you know, I've auditioned for drag race five times and they're never going to 
like me or, you know, my kind of drag and, you know, da, 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 da. and I called her and I said, listen, you strike me among a lot of the younger ones as someone who has their thing, has their look, is very outspoken, is very humorous. You could make more money if you went the drag race route, but you can't do that if they don't pick you. So there's many successful queens who are not on drag race from Dina Martina to Coco Peru to Jackie Beat to uh, Heclina and Peaches Christ from San Francisco. Now, yeah. these may not be nationally known names, but they have been packing, uh, you know, uh, cabarets and uh, theaters for years and they were never on drag race varla jean merman jimmy yeah. james there's many of them so you don't need drag race obviously it's a boost but if drag race misrepresents you even if you get on it it can hurt you yeah that's true what did you think about the whole, or maybe you didn't think about it, what did you think about the whole controversy of Sherry Pie being disqualified? Well, well she tricked guys uh, to strip on camera for her. So, hey, I've hired her as my acting coach. <laughs> Seriously. No, I mean, so listen, I don't know everything that was involved in that. Uh, I, um, it kind of makes me giggle because it's like she, what she did was deceptive, but if, if I, and she posed as someone else, but I've used 10 year old photos on dating apps. (laughs) Seriously. I never said I was a casting director, you know? Um, but I mean, there's, there's a lot of, of, uh, of, um, I mean, you know, sometimes when these sexting scandals happens and everyone in the public like clutches their pearls and like, you know, whether it's, you know, um, Anthony Weiner, I don't remember. Did he send something to an underage? Yeah. Uh, That's obviously different. Girl. But but if if, if we're going to clutch our pearls all the time and act like we don't know, honey, everybody under 30 has dick pics on their phone. I'm sorry. Dick pics are a currency that you may not have them on your grinder dating uh, hookup file, but you've either got a picture of your um, hole or your pole up there on the um, the your your dating app. And then you know, I guess if if you if you're interested in someone, then you send you know the 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 racier pic, which isn't on your uh, profile. I mean, that's that's that is what is happening. So I think we can stop being quite so prudish. And I'm not sure that what Sherry Pie did was illegal. I don't know all of the details of it, but as someone who has auditioned for things, um, if I went to an email, I mean, if, if, I, if I went to an audition, yeah. I would know what I was auditioning for and I would dress accordingly and I would have looked at the lines. And if the casting director said, take off your clothes and masturbate, I would say, where is this in the script? 
Yeah. And I would say you're, you're bullshit. I mean, so it, it, so what happened instead is that this guy waited until Sherry was announced on the show. Right. And, 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 Hey, listen, like I say, I don't know all the details, so I don't, you know, I, I don't want to, you know, demonize him, but it's like, I don't think many people with serious careers in acting are that naive. I don't think that people, I mean, like, if if you aren't willing to use your nudity uh, for uh, personal gain, then you would never have masturbated or licked their armpit or whatever Sherry had them do, you know? And, and, and here's another example of the PC shit that I'm sick of. Yeah. They they edited Sherry, um, you know, out of the season, which, you know, I didn't see uh, the, uh, the season, but I'm told that she is quite funny and uh, you know, she has, you know, really polished looks. Um, So, you know, I mean, whatever, she did something that went against the rules and, and they, and she was punished for it. But out magazine, which has become extremely shrill and PC was calling for the entire season to be canceled. Oh, really? So there are voices in the gay community that at any hint of, of sexual impropriety or something going on with the phone, which, as I say, we all know that people are forwarding nude images. That is what dating apps are. You unlock, if you're interested in someone, you unlock your X-rated pics. That's what's going on. You know, I mean, there, there's not work involved and you're not posing as Sherry Pie did as a casting director. Right. But, I mean, you know, it it i i i i don't know sherry and i don't i i don't I, I, it's not something that i would ever do but i would also no, not do what the guys did right no i mean or, that's or, about me. yeah or, or what i understand that they did because honestly i wasn't that interested in it i was more interested in the outrage that out magazine this is like one of the top gay press is saying that they should cancel uh the whole season do you think that that is reasonable no it's certainly not fair to the other <laughs> contestants and I, like i mean is 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 is, is should the should the should, should i mean for like, because what i'm trying to get at is that i'm not even sure that what sherry did was illegal it was deceptive but but like I say, <laughs> I was deceptive when I shaved 10, 12 years off of my age. I mean, there's, right, a, right. there's a lot of fraud, you know, that is online. I mean, you have to be guarded about anything that you see online. Try Googling the name of your favorite restaurant, and I guarantee you that their restaurant Will the website will not come up first? The ones that have paid Google for ads that have some other restaurant in the area that you could get, or some seamless, you know, thing that you could deliver from that restaurant. <laughs> right. So, so you know, from from people you know who have uh, profile pictures that are a cat, 
and you've never met and you're sitting slogging it out, you know, over politics with, sometimes you just have to say, well, whether this is like a relative who is trying to get revenge on me or a Russian bot or just an internet troll, uh, you know, who's trying to provoke you or, 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 you know, do something that they can take a screenshot of the internet is, you know, we, we all become, we, we should be on guard. Yeah. I, I, I always said that if I ever was cast in any reality show, I would literally, I'm not kidding you. This is what I've said. I would hire a private investigator. I would spend the money. I would want them to come to me with a file as thick as the phone book back in the day and show me everything that is possibly out there about me. And then I would walk into the casting people and be like, here, here, I'm putting this out. This is what's in my past. Let's deal with this and move on. I mean, granted, I might just get fired right there, but I just feel like that's what I would do. But I mean, I guess well, it goes back- I haven't back- seen that book. <laughs> no, and it, it, it God only knows what's in there, but it's like you said, we all have pictures that have been sent in our phone because that's the world that we live in. Of course. I mean, one would say that, that Sherry, that, that, that Sherry was posing as someone who she wasn't when soliciting this, these pictures and video footage and saying that it was an audition. And I don't think that most people who were on, you know, Grindr or Scruff are doing that. No, they're not. But they are lying a lot of the time. Well, speaking of like drag race and yes, like how Sherry was edited out, like you once said in an interview that you would not go on drag race because you you know RuPaul and RuPaul has admittedly, he has admitted to you that, you know, the show is like manipulated and heavily edited. Well, Ru says that in interviews all the time. Yeah. Heavily produced. Yeah. Which I mean, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. Well, I mean, it, it, I, I wouldn't go on the show because and they often talk of of uh of uh like a legends episode oh really where you know they got the jackie beats and the 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 you know the, you know whatever the lip sync the and, lady and, bunnies yeah but but see here's the thing i enjoyed you know, listen i was on uh, uh the dean of drag on RuPaul's yes. drag you for three seasons and i was treated well by world of wonder but i was not a competitor so right. I was, so they didn't block my phone and internet and I was there hired as a talent to do a job. That is how I'm hired to do any job. And so I don't understand, um, the tricks and stuff that, you know, they play. Now, here's an example on all stars Four, the producers of drag race wanted me to be in a coffin while the, the competitors roasted me. And then at the end of it, I bolted up and read them. So now I thought it was a lot of fun. I thought it was such a crazy idea. But when I left the filming, I realized that, like, so I, I, I bolted up out of the, uh, the I mean, yeah. I was pleased with the footage and how it, it turned out. But I bolted up and, you know, I said most of what I had to say. And then I said, you know, out loud, just like, thinking um you know uh, uh that i was with rue and world of wonder i have a long relationship with too i said no did i say but but also kind of forgetting that i was mic'd i said no what other bullshit did i 
I'm trying to remember what other bullshit I was supposed to say, <laughs> you know, up here, you know, and now if they had wanted to, they could have had me pop up out of the coffin and used only me saying, not the zingers, uh, you know, that I did use that people seem to like. Right. But they could have, if they wanted to give me the villain edit, they could have uh, had used only me saying, damn, what other shit was I supposed to say on this? <laughs> you know? Um, so i mean you you know the 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 edit is everything the edit is everything so so i felt i felt like i could you know i mean i tried to prepare for it i tried to prepare you know my my remarks but i i and i don't think that world of wonder or rupaul is 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 wants to show me in a bad light but then again i'm not a competitor and so when things are manipulated towards the one who they kind of want to win or they know you know who, <laughs> what art story arc they have i mean honey all the reality shows are manipulated this isn't a secret as i say rue refers to it in interviews all the time but you know i'm not going to be put in a situation as they've done with some queens where you know they do an interview with queen number a and she says i hate queen b Right. And then uh, they use that footage to make it look like she's saying that she hates Queen C, who right. she doesn't hate. Right. And then suddenly the, the whole world thinks that this is a bitch because they built up Queen C as the innocent one who has won all the challenges and everyone loves or is Miss Congeniality or whatever. So, I mean... I don't know what goes behind the manipulations, but it's the opposite of getting a script and going and delivering it and knowing that everyone from the director to the lighting person to the, um, to the uh, stage hands and prop people, you know, are there to see you deliver what you all know is going to be delivered. So we all know that uh, reality TV thrives on train wrecks. Yes. So they want to focus on those arguments, just like the Real Housewives focus on on uh, arguments. I mean, you know, to be honest, uh, Andy Cohen is a friend and a neighbor, but I turned on the uh, Real Housewives one night and of Atlanta, and they sat down. And they, they, somebody was having a, a birthday or wedding party or whatever, but so-and-so wasn't invited. And I was just like, this is the kind of pettiness that, that reality shows thrive on because there's no plot. No one sat and wrote the plot. Someone just said, what can we get into an argument um, about this week? Do you watch The Housewives? No. Okay. I, I'm I'm too old for reality TV, honey. I, I grew up. I'm watching. not gonna I'm not gonna hold that against you, Miss Funny. <laughs> what did you grow up watching? D- different stuff. Well, stuff that you would now see on Turner Classic Movies and and classic seventies TV, like All in the Family, The Jeffersons, Good Times, um, uh, Brady. Those are Brent, good. Uh, I Dream of Jeannie, Bewitched. I mean, the cla- I Love Lucy. Uh, you know the classics, the, the 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 stuff that is that still stands the test of time. Um, half a decade later, 
Do you think your friend Andy Cohn is a genius, though, in what he's created over here? Um, well, it, he, he's a good businessman. I mean, I know Andy as a friend, as a neighbor, and as a genuinely kind and charming person. And when I heard that he had gotten COVID, I immediately was like, oh, my God, this is terrible. You know, I sent him an email and, uh, you know, sent him another one when I saw that he was doing his show again and uh, to, to say I'm glad that I saw that you're better. And, you know, then I saw him out walking his dog and it was a sunny day and I, I kind of felt like everything was all right in the world because I hadn't really been seeing much of anyone and he and I have known each other for decades and he's always been supportive of me when he was uh, working on a local news station that that one of the biggest pieces of press that we got was um you know when uh when he interviewed me for the news uh, right show program that, that he was affiliated on. so so i you know i'm i i can be in andy's camp solidly uh without loving every show that he puts on and he's had you on watch what happens live oh yes and that's been a hoot isn't that a fun show Yes. What do you think of Andy being a father? Are you shocked? Well, more power to, more power to him. He's a sweet guy. I'm sure that the kid will get a lot of love. Yes, and a lot of money one day. But yes, anyhow, and, and, and maybe maybe Andy's good looks. Yes. Um, I have a question. <laughs> well, yes, yes to all of that. I have a question. Um, just because uh, she's an icon in of herself. What was the Comedy Central roast where you roasted Miss Pamela Anderson like? And how did you get involved with that? Uh, I got involved because uh, Sandra Bernhard dropped out. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> but it uh, it it was odd. Uh, I, I, I actually, I think I'm not supposed to discuss any of the behind the scenes stuff under contract, but it was, really? I, it I had is, a very small part on it. And, uh, uh, but you know, I mean, I got a lot of camera time cause I was sitting next to Tommy Lee and, um, I've known Pam from, uh, Dan Matthews at people for the ethical treatment of animals, PETA. And, uh, it was, you know, it was wild to be with Courtney Love, who I also knew, uh, B. Arthur, who I did not know, who I love, and to meet Anna Nicole, who was just as sweet and fun as, you know, uh, you would think, you know, a big old busty blonde Texas stripper would be. <laughs> mm -hmm. I love meeting her. Why was it weird? Isn't that contract null and void? Hasn't it been enough years now that that doesn't hold up anymore? And well, Lady Bunny could just let me put it this way: I'm not going to risk it. <laughs> fine, fine, fine. You know, you know what? I mean, I, I, I can't believe that they would care now. But look, it, it, you know, I had a very small part on it. But hey, it's not bad to have a small part on the the most viewed television special in history at that time. So I'll take it. <laughs> what is Pam Anderson and Tommy Lee like in real life? Pam Anderson is, well, Tommy is, you know, just what you would think a rocker. I mean, I don't think there's any, uh, if there's secrets, I don't know. She's jovial and, and, you know, down to earth. And Pam is very sweet 
and uh, very, very intelligent, as you can tell uh, from when she went on The View recently in defense of Julian Assange from WikiLeaks, who did tell the ugly truth about some of the war crimes that the U.S., is committing. So Pam is a very passionate activist for both animal rights and, you know, for Julian Assange. And to be honest with you, you have to be a star of Pamela's stature to really go out on a limb and say that it is right for a whistleblower like Julian Assange to tell the American people, um, what the government has been doing, which is different from what they've said that they're, that they're doing. That makes sense. And so that- she used, she used her, you know, she may look like a bimbo, but she certainly isn't one. No. And, and she plays that up. I, there was one time when Dan told me they went to a football game and uh, they were given, you know, special seats and special access. And they, they gave her, a, uh, a a wristband or a necklace that said talent so that she could go to all of these areas. And she, she asked them when they gave it to her, are you sure this, this is for, for me? Like making a joke like oh, that she has no, no, no talent and that she's like a busty, gorgeous, you know, sex bomb, but, but she, there, there is quite a brain in there and quite a heart. Have Underneath you- all of that silicone. Oh my God. Well, she's an icon as far as I'm concerned. I mean, what gay man doesn't love Pam Anderson? I don't know, but this one does. Do do you ever like get starstruck? Are you ever, you know, shocked when like some big celebrity comes up and says, hey, Lady Bunny, and you're like, oh, you know who I am? Or you're over it at this point. You've met so many people. Oh, you'll never be over that. Uh, No, I I, I would be... um... I mean, I I love Grace Jones, and I have gotten to work with her and hang out with her a little bit, Um, but I love her so much that I would be a little on edge. I love uh, Patti LaBelle, probably my favorite entertainer, and I would, I've worked with her and met her too, Um, but I just revere her so much that I don't. I don't want to be a total fangirl and embarrass myself so that she puts me on the level of someone who worships her and therefore there's never going to be any real exchange to where right. she, can't, she can't say something like, oh, my feet hurt. You know, I, want, I, I would want her to be herself, you know, when, uh, when, w- w- you know, w- when she was with me. But I did get one. It's, well, actually, I did fangirl when I worked with her the first time because I didn't know if I'd ever work with her again. And she had just finished singing at a thing that I had introduced her for and was um, uh, DJing for. So I was on the stage with her. She finished singing Over the Rainbow. And the crowd was going nuts as they always do. And I, I'd seen an interview with her where she said that her records had not crossed over to the extent that she would like. And I just said to her, darling, I saw that interview where it looked like you were almost in tears. And let me just tell you something. I don't know what the numbers add up to on the charts, but let me tell you that the people whose 
lives you have touched with your music, you have touched them so deeply that you will always be a part of their heart and soul. And she looked out at the audience that was still roaring and said, you know, it's true. <laughs> and I said, wow. Oh and she, she was crying a couple weeks ago and maybe I made her see something that she didn't, you know, quite, you know, know. Because, you know, performers are, are, are we're, we're a mixed bag oftentimes. Sometimes we think we're the greatest thing on earth and sometimes we're riddled with insecurities and think everyone hates us. So, you know, um, you know, you know and, and also she, you know, so, so I'm, I'm, that actually, and then I worked with her a few times after that, and and uh, so I, I I that's probably not the best way to approach a celebrity to assess their career. <laughs> but Grace Jones is oh my god, she's amazing. Yeah, and just me. selfishly, I want to ask you about one more person, Debbie Harry. Tell me about Miss Harry. Well, Debbie Harry um, is an idol of mine. And, idol, uh, total she idol. Did, uh, she's, we've gotten to know each other, and I've enjoyed Thanksgiving at her home a few times. Oh, my um, God. And uh, she is a lovely, sweet, and funny, and quirky um, goddess. I mean, she, she has it all. She has the looks. She has the, the musical ability, the voice the style she's a style icon and so sometimes even though we're quite i'm much more familiar with her than grace jones or patty labelle i do have to pinch myself um and and say you know you're really friends with her because she had such a profound effect on me in the late 70s yeah i mean blondie to me i mean they're one of my favorite bands of all time and She's an icon. Yeah, she's still out there performing. She's, um, you know, she's still passionate about uh, politics. She said, she, I think she, she told the story in her book. I, I'm trying to remember which story she told about me. But one day I, she had some car and she was driving past me and she didn't see me on the corner. So I started acting like a bum uh, and, and picking through the trash uh, it, like the garbage can and then <laughs> i was waiting for her to, to to i mean i mean maybe i was even making some noise like oh, i don't know whatever acting crazy and so uh you know and then the car zoomed off even though i was pretty sure that she had seen me and when i i, I asked her later about it i said debbie didn't you see me clowning? She said, yeah, but I didn't see anything different or worthy of notice. So I just, I didn't want to interrupt you. <laughs> That's so funny. And I like, I, I read her book, but I don't, I mean, I read it like a couple months ago, but I don't, I, I remember you being mentioned. I still remember the actual context. Yeah, that, that, that may be it. I, it, may, it may be something else, but no, she's a lovely person. Um, is there anything else you want to share with us here today? I mean, listen, you say she's still standing. You're still standing too, you know, after all these years. Do you, do you hear from, you know, like girls starting out in the industry, queens, like do people reach out to you like on social media and ask for advice? Well, I mean, listen, yes. if, if, this is, this, this is another <laughs> occasionally you know some have and i'm kind of like you don't understand something 
there may be performers who take others under their wings because they've had real life experience with them in clubs and see that this person has potential. And if they do, you know, hone their craft and, and, and succeed that their talent or looks um, are going to add something to the profession of drag so that you do cultivate them. And, you know, sometimes there are, you know, like House of Edwards or the Davenports, which have had several, you know, Sahara Davenport, Honey Davenport, um, um, my, Kennedy is my, my favorite. Uh, I love her dancing. But so there is, you know, there is some mentoring, you know, that goes on. But to think that drag queens are all running around looking for people to mentor is, is kind of foolish. I mean, that's kind of an idea spread, you know, by drag race, while it also spreads the, the conflicting idea that we're all at each other's throats and right. we're all having petty arguments and that we're all throwing shade. So it's kind of like, I mean, it's, it, it, if, so, if I know someone and I can give them advice, I mean, I'm happy to give it, but it's, it just because Rue is older and, you know, uh, has an act in which he's a mentor that doesn't mean that, as I mentioned earlier, that Rue spends his spare time running right. around looking for queens to mentor. That's an act that he gets paid for it. I don't get paid for it, so I don't do it. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> you know, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I mean, uh, if, if, if I could quickly tell someone, you know, what if you did this number with a coconut bra? Um, you know, and, and then, you know, and, and, and that would really, that might send it over the top, but you know, some Queens don't want to hear any advice, but you know, from, from, from the ones that uh, have sent me Facebook emails over the years that say, how can you help me get on drag race? Um, that, that's really stupid. Some of them, I don't even know. Why would I want to help someone? I don't know. I mean, they've introduced themselves to me as silly. So, um, you know, one or two of them even weren't weren't even in drag. So, you know, I'm like, babe, what's there? What's what, where's the show that's supposed to wow me? <laughs> right, right. I mean, but you see, this is. Uh, I mean, I know this is a, a podcast that deals with reality TV, but this is what the world of reality TV has taught people. You don't need to pay your dues. You don't need to learn a, a skill. You don't need to learn to sing or dance or act. You can just be hateful like New York on that uh, Flava Flav show. And if you're hateful enough, as New York was, you get your own show and they bring your even more hateful mother on. Yes, they do. So this is that, you know, and, and, you know, we have to be real besides real estate, where is Donald Trump from the reality TV world? Maybe him being on TV, you know, as, as someone who is going to help people, uh, you know, on the apprentice with, with uh, their business skills or whatever, maybe that is, um, maybe, maybe that image of him caused people to trust, uh, 
him as the businessman who was going to run this country as a business when we the we didn't recover uh, from the economic recession quickly under Obama. So, I mean, even though I don't understand why people would vote for Trump, it isn't dumb to think I'm not doing well financially and Trump is rich and uh, he's going to run the country like a business. That's not dumb. Now, to me, it is dumb if you don't check out his record with bankruptcies and flim flam, uh, you know, operations where he puts the Trump name on it and the investors come in and they all walk away broke because it's a Ponzi scheme. Right. <laughs> So, um, I mean, if I thought I'm going to go with the one that's going to run the country like a businessman, I sure as hell would go with the good businessman, which, you know, he, 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 he's, he's, he's had a lot of bankruptcies. That makes sense. And I, I, I do agree. I think the power of TV that The Apprentice, I still think The Apprentice played into the election, good, bad, or the other. Well, it, it, but it, it, it showcased him as someone who can improve business skills and as a pathway to riches like his. Yeah. So even though I would look at Donald Trump with his fake tan and a bimbo wife with implants and, you know, think, oh, God, you know, to a lot of people, tanned and with a woman, a beautiful woman half their age, that is what a successful uh, man looks like. Yeah. True. I mean, <laughs> I mean, um, the, the comb over. I don't, seriously. I don't know. I don't know who that. I, I, if that doesn't look tacky to you, <laughs> then you are definitely not gay. <laughs> Now, uh, honey, I am about as gay as they come. Like, don't no, even... I mean, I mean, in, in terms of the general public, if you, if you, oh yeah, but but I mean, you know, we we shouldn't judge, you know, pres- presidents on their on their appearance because, uh, you know, Joe Biden got some serious plugs and a facelift and fillers and new teeth, which came out a little bit during yes. one debate. So it shouldn't be about their appearance, but. I mean, to, to me, Trump's appearance is quite ridiculous. But to some who think that a tan, uh, you know, guy with a, a, a much younger, gorgeous wife is a symbol of success. Yes. Um, is there anything else you want to cover here today that you feel like we haven't covered? I always like to give people a chance at the end to say whatever they would like. Yes, I would like Tell to us. take issue with. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, I'm kidding. I just want to say that we, we've talked about a ton of things from my, you know, development, you know, my career, drag in general, drag race, politics, wig stock, wig stock. Um, uh, you know, uh, and if you, uh, if this got too serious. Uh, this is not what I do on stage. I do not offer analysis on stage. No, I tell jokes. You tell <laughs> and I, amazing and, jokes. And I sing songs, you know. So, uh, you know, if, if if you would like to see the performance side of me with season six drag race winner, 
of Bianca Del Rio, uh, who is hilarious. We have a new show called Hateful Hags Network, and it is it debuted. Uh, I think it would be Thursday because we didn't do want to do it on Friday the 13th in the year 2020 that's had so much bad luck. Yeah, you have already. to skip that one. So, but it's up now. It's not like a live thing. It stays up there and it's we did it on Vimeo and it's you can stream it or buy it. Uh, and, and it really is hilarious. I, I, it's, it's hilarious. But thank you so much. It's an hour of laughs and it is very, uh, it, it is not for the politically correct, but if you like drag race and you know, like to poke fun at it, especially if you, you know, are, are into the very up to the minute sees all stars five and season 12 and AJ and the queen, this is your show. <laughs> AJ and the queen was great, by the way. I didn't see all of it, but uh, when you're a comedian, you make jokes based on the public perception. Yes. Uh, and the public perception was that it was not a win. That is definitely the public perception. I so, so I mean, like, like what you know, often, like when I when I I like to meet the queens from Drag Race and see what they do on a stage. Right. That's how I judge a queen. But I can still make jokes about an episode on which uh, Derek Barry, who is a sweetheart, was perceived as a bitch. And I also know enough about the business to know that everybody on reality TV knows that if you are a bitch, you get more screen time. So I can still make jokes about, you know, Derek possibly, hey, maybe Derek was a bitch, um, you know, at that point. But I've never worked with Derek Barry when he was anything but a nice Southern boy. <laughs> a nice Southern gentleman. We love Derek Barry. Do you have favorites? Like, I mean, like, who are some of your standouts from the Drag Race Girls? Not even just as people, just as like that person's well, drag. I mean, I, Kennedy Davenport is one of the most phenomenal dancers I've ever seen. And I don't, you know, know that she was one of the, uh, you know, favorites in the, the drag race hierarchy. Um, but that bitch can dance. And I have never seen anybody jump down off of, the, of a high stage and then somersault backwards onto the stage and keep on dancing. And when I toured with them, she brought the house down every night. So here's another clue about how uh, drag race can either represent you properly or not as properly. They just had her come on and be a lip sync assassin and do a slow country song now it's a country song that i love fancy by reba mcintyre i'm older so of course i prefer the original by bobby gentry but um you don't have kennedy on to do a country song give that bitch a dance track she's like a, a, a high energy i mean get give that one to Alyssa. uh you know get, get give give the country song to eureka you know i mean you know that was just that that was clueless yeah, I mean, I wouldn't picture a country song for her. Right. I mean, it was a waste of her talent. I mean, you know, so, I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe, uh, listen, but but if, you know, I ask Kennedy, um, you know, 
if in any of her seasons that she real they real that America got to see her dance the way I got to see her dance every night on this tour, and she said not really. So that just goes to show that you really have to get. I'm glad that Drag Race has started such a big interest in drag, and I have benefited from that myself. But I like getting to know what the queens do on stage when they're not on the show because that's how I size up a performer. That's their act. Right. And that's, and that's as they want to present it without edits going straight from the stage to the audience. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> no, it does. I mean, so, so Kennedy is a favorite. Um, Latrice is a friend. Manila mm. is a friend. Uh, Willem Jinx. Uh, Alaska, Tammy Brown, Mariah Balenciaga. Um, I love Sugarcane. She and I toured together and really hit it off. Thorgy. Um, um, there's, 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 some, there's a lot that I'm fairly close with. Sharon Needles. Um, you know, a BB. I love to catch up with on uh you know occasion and, and, and we just you know we, we don't catch up all the time but she actually had a wonderfully cute show with thorgy and alexis um michelle yeah and a jujubee jujubee in our oh i love jujubee um they had a a a, a a a wedding uh show on um what was the network it was a reality show you should know it was Jujube and Alexis and BB and Thorgy, and they helped like nervous brides get their stuff together. Yeah, and I have to say that it was so charming. I don't know what the what the the tale is um, of of if it's going to get picked up because it did come back for a few episodes after a you know well received pilot, and I really thought that their personalities you know, shined through, shone through, whatever you say. And, you know, the, the real thing that shone through is what a lovable nut Thorgy is and what a kook BB is. Because BB will act so grand, like the ultimate diva, but then she'll surprise you with the self-deprecating line that lets you know, the audience, that she this is all a goof and that she, you know, can can laugh at herself so that that they they were dynamite on that show yeah and i can't remember the name of it i mean that is the one thing like the amount there's a lot of queens with shows now you know in like a good way you know like trixie and katya and like there's a lot of reality shit like bob the drag queen has something that it's just there's there's a lot you know yeah, bob is bob and our friends i'm about to do a podcast called ebony and ivory with uh monet exchange we're starting up so oh. uh, um well that i love that yeah. i'm here for yeah so uh, we, i mean we just had we, we really don't know each other that well but we've toured together and whenever we get on the phone we just crack each other up so we said why not give it a shot and that should be starting fairly soon well i'll be listening to that everyone definitely needs to check out the hateful hags network on vimeo it is brilliant where can everyone find you online on instagram or facebook at lady bunny 77 on instagram uh and twitter and uh instagram's for the funny memes twitter for the politics Facebook's for, for a bit of both, and uh, that's just Lady Bunny or, or Lady Bunny Forever.
I love it. I really appreciate all of your time. I will DM you. I'll keep you posted on when this is coming out. You, you have shared everything. I really appreciate it. You are a legend. I love you. From oh, one, was- your girl <laughs> to another. I hope you had a good time too. I had a wonderful time. Thanks for having me on. Anytime. And we'll like talk soon. I'll like DM you on Instagram. Okay, love. All right. Love you much. Take care. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon, because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.